Tonight, come on our podcast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Except we won't, because we're talking a good day to die hard, which is arguably worse than being stuck in an office building full of terrorists. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters, the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is our 119th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Wobam Entertainment. That's W-O-B-A-M Entertainment. Uh, tonight, in the first entry of our Hops and Bruno Flop series, we team up with the great John McClane to tackle by far his worst adventure, the aforementioned A Good Day to Die Hard. It's a sequel so bad that I've replaced it in my own headcanon with the Die Hard Battery commercial, which is infinitely more entertaining and also has Argyle, the limo driver. I would have rather watched that. Can we, can we do a <laughs> yeah. review of the Die Hard battery? It's a lot That's shorter. A lot shorter for sure. So, Can we do a double feature with that uh, Nissan commercial where the uh, G.I. Joe picks up Barbie? Sure. Yeah. That, well, that, that's also know, a pretty good action Bruce, commercial. Bruce Willis was uh, the original G.I. Joe. Joe in the crappier G.I. Joe movie, which is <laughs> tough fill to swallow when you're in the worst G.I. Joe movie. I'll take it. So you're saying he's in Snake Eyes? No, I heard that's actually the best reviewed one, but also not well reviewed. Uh, to be fair, it, it probably is better than the second one or whatever, but it's not doing great in the, the box office. So. If by not doing great, you mean <laughs> it fucking tanked. Yes, it's not doing great. <laughs> We'll yeah. see you on the pod in a couple months, Snake Eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Considering we were already talking about it, and the movie was released at the same time the first trailer was, and I saw it on TV, and I was like, oh, it's already out. I never saw any previews for this, and that's probably why. Some would say that its box office receipts came up, Snake Eyes. Oh. Oh. Hey, boom. Oh hey, here we are. Uh, already dun, starting. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it's fitting that I'm telling dad jokes because a good day to die hard is all about being a shitty dad. So, but Jeez. before we so, get there, die hard five colon daddy issues. Yeah. Before we get there, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at hops and Beal flops. You can find myself at writer TLK, my co-host for tonight who will introduce themselves and where you can find them on the socials are longtime Chernobyl diving champion, Chumzilla, who, as far as we can tell, Aside from your rotten colon, your years of diving into the radiation weren't so bad. No, no, no negative side effects whatsoever. And you can find me hanging out on Twitter with Kai Jortney at Chumpzilla8. Kai Jortney. Jack Courtney. Yeah. No, no, no. We're saying Kai Kai Jortney the whole time. Yeah. The whole pod is Kai Jortney. That's fair. That's his Mexican-American equivalent. (laughs) Senior Jortney. (laughs) <laughs> We've also got the uh, purveyor of fine pirate guns, Captain Cash. A vast wait, no, not that kind of movie. Wait, uh, welcome to the potty, pal. There's no potty. It just sucks. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Uh, He's not on vacation at any point. 
God damn it, that made me so angry. Yeah, he's really not on vacation. Uh, But Uh, you can find me at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H on most of your social media. Okay, and uh, lastly, we have the guy who told the director that doing instant replays of your lone good action sequence was a fucking rad idea. The 007 of Plainfield, New Jersey, Mayor McCheese. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really... I don't really like Justin Long. I don't like him in any movies. In this movie, he's terrible and it's just boring. And uh, no, no, McCheese, that was Shia LaBeouf. Wait, who? I thought it was Justin Long and uh, Timothy uh, Durhamel. Josh Durhamel. Did you, Durhamel? Watch, did you watch the right movie? Which one? <laughs> which one are we supposed to watch? The, no, the one with <laughs> Sam Jackson. We're watching the one with all the fake Russian people. And no, 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 no. You told me oh, to watch the, the one. the Don remake with uh, one of the yes, Chris's, Chris yeah. Pine. Uh-huh. You cannot tell me that I watched the wrong Bad Die Hard. No wonder Please. you thought it was good. Please because... tell me this wasn't the wrong Bad Die Hard that I watched. It's the fifth one. Josh really bad. And some weird space satellite bullshit. It's Timothy Oliphant. And it's in DC. And Kevin Smith's in it. Yes, you watched the wrong Die Hard. I'm pretty sure William Sadler's in it with the fake Russians. William Sadler? Also Russians. No, wait, no. Isn't he smuggling a uh, South American dictator? Sadler? South American dictator. I'm at, I'm at HBO. I think she's. I'm sorry. I really hope this is true, but... No, it's not. I, I watched the right one. I just thought it would be funny because it's Justin more, Long sucks. <laughs> more comedic effect. Yeah. Uh, I miss the Mac commercials. Um, so, a good day to die hard is available rent across all platforms for varying prices. Which is a goddamn travesty. Why? Yeah. Why we had to pay money for this giant pile of shit is beyond me. Um, I I own every die hard except this one, and I have a story about when I first saw this, which I'll share later. But uh, I will never own this movie. It is a shame to the die hard franchise. This is definitely one of my biggest four dollar regrets. <laughs> like I, I should have gotten two uh you know tall boys of steel reserve uh without four bucks <laughs> it, it would have probably been less detrimental to my psyche oh for sure yeah almost anything is a better expenditure of four dollars uh so let's talk beer uh tonight we were drinking uh the white russian imperial coffee stout from sun up brewing which is a brewery local to me in arizona uh, it has notes of coffee bittersweet chocolate dark caramel roasted grain Vanilla, sweet cream, and dark fruits like plum, raisin, and prunes. And it clocks in at a hefty Captain Cash approved 9.4 ABV with 65 IBUs. I'm going to take a sip of it. And that is a fine stout. It is powerful for sure, which is why I give it two movies because at 9.4, that's a lot for me. That's aggressive. But it is a good stout. I I like stouts. They're my favorite. You're going to need all nine of those ABVs to get through this fucking thing. Oh yeah, and then some. Because there's almost nothing redeeming about this one. I don't get it, you guys. I mean, this thing is cursed with having the Die Hard title, but it's not horrible. We've watched so much worse movies on this fucking pod. It's it's short, which is the only thing that saves it. It's pretty 90 much minutes. In- it's a crisp 90 minutes. Mwah. It might even be less than that. <laughs> and it's it's got just enough dumb action that it crosses into the Fast franchise, which is the perfect segue movie, because this is essentially what would John McCain be if he lived in the Fast universe, where there's just a bunch of smash-em-ups and shit that could never happen ever, 
And the only reason that everyone is like, fuck this movie is because Die Hard was so awesome. The way I envision this movie being pitched, it was like a three page treatment that the studio said, hey, we'll give you the Die Hard name of Bruce Willis for it on one condition. You just got to have an action scene, <clears throat> an action scene, excuse me, about every 10 to 15 minutes. And the director was like, shit, I can do that for Bruce Willis and the Die Hard name. Hell yeah. That's like printing money. Because that's all this movie is. The plot's not important. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The villains are idiots. It's just basically action scenes every 10 to 15 minutes. It definitely it's doesn't over. print money, though. I mean, it no, made, no well, yeah. it made, it yeah. made $300 million. I, I mean, I will say, it I will made say... less than the one before it, which is why it's kind of a flop, uh, which the one before this, wherever that Die Hard 4, the one with Shia LaBeouf, that was the highest <laughs> grossing of the series. <laughs> So uh, that set the bar, and this we're gonna, definitely we're came gonna get under. there. Without yeah, the foreign anyway. market, this movie is a disaster. It's the lowest yeah. grossing Die Hard domestically ever, meaning less than the one in the '80s, which is astounding. Right? What was that? '87? I think '88. Yeah, 88. I agree. '88. Um, the John McTiernan classic. Yeah, let's I do, talk I do, about. Uh, I do want to throw this out, and I hope it doesn't uh, derail any of T Dub's. Uh, trivia questions this comes in two or three spots behind fast seven for the most cars destroyed on the list of who destroyed the most cars and i guess number one on that list is a uh transformers brothers. movie no it's transformers they destroyed oh. over 500 cars in it, one at of the one transformers. time the blues brothers had the largest pile up yes mm. uh but that's what i was doing a good this was they destroyed like 165 cars in that first scene in this movie. So yeah, except you can't know because them. they cut 195 times. Uh, yeah, and so everyone should have died at least cuts. three times in that chase. Oh, Fuck off. This, movie, this movie's died. not that bad. Settle down. Yeah. No, 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 this movie has the same rules as Black Widow as far as automotive death, I, I could tell, which is that no one can die in a well, car in this movie. If you're, if you're in the car and you're wearing the seatbelt, you're functionally immortal. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, just just because we're talking about that opening scene, I'm pretty sure Bruce Willis driving that Mercedes G-Wagon over the top of, you know, like civilians <laughs> in their cars, he, he killed dozens of people. Right, as far on, as no, I can tell. no, no, no. Pause. We have to save that for the plot. Yeah. Let yeah. T-Dubs okay. get through. Okay. Yeah. Let him get through everything so we don't get too far ahead. I do want to talk that, a lot. Like, oh, dear God, he's murdering all these people. Yeah, I do want to talk a lot about that yeah. because he just looks down in the traffic and can see his path through all the tops <laughs> of the cars. But no, okay, yeah. go, please. We're going to get there. Uh, okay. Because a lot of absurd shit happens in that initial chase scene. Oh, uh, a lot. But uh, A Good Day to Die Hard was directed by John Moore. Uh, he did the Omen reboot. Yikes. Max Payne, double yikes. Behind Enemy Lines. Okay. Mm, not uh, great. Yeah, the rumor is... that the Sniper movie? No, that's Enemy of the Gates. When oh, I was okay. texting you guys about bad Russian accents, and Black yeah, Moon that's why big offender, okay. but that uh, Enemy at the Gates is by far the worst offender of, hey, none of you are Russian. And you're is not that Colin Farrell? It's Jude Law. Jude Law, whatever. And Joseph Fiennes as Russian revolutionaries. Anyways. Wait, 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 what's the difference between Joseph Fiennes and Ralph Fiennes? They're not the same person. Primarily, oh, okay. the big one. But. <laughs> That's, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They're brothers, but they're not the same person. Oh, they are uh, brothers. They are related. Yeah, one of no them kidding. is Baltimore, and one of them is Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. No, I see that now. I, 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 
I did not know that. I just assumed that was a coincidence, but they're actually brothers. No shit. Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah. But and also, he's person. in uh, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. So the rumor is that Bruce Willis, late as his career went on, he liked to be able to bully directors. Basically, he wanted to dictate how the movies were shot. And that's sort of why this guy was in here. And that's sort of why Len Wiseman did Die Hard 4, which he did like the uh, underworld movies. Like he hadn't really done anything that was super well-received or a super yeah, smash hit. list. Uh, and, you know, like Mick Tiernan did Die Hard 1 and 3, but Die Hard 2 was Rennie Harlan, which he had like no credit whatsoever almost. Welcome so, back to the pod, Rennie Harlan. Yeah, I've just read that about Bruce Willis. He's particularly prickly and likes to basically... If he wants something done a certain way, he wants to be able to make sure he's got the clout. And you can tell in this movie that that's probably the case because there's a lot of bad decisions that were made in this movie, but we'll get there. It uh, stars Bruce, the return of Bruno Willis as John McClane, uh, Kai, Captain Boomerang, Jortney, <laughs> who, loves, <laughs> who loves appearing in the worst entries of storied franchises, apparently, as Jack McClane. Listen, you got to have a thing. If that's yeah. his thing, good for him. He's the franchise killer. <laughs> that's, that's, that's oh, no. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. He is in The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And Mary McCheese yeah. and I can attest that rules. Yeah. How was he in it? Did it give him much to do? Yeah. Let's not. Let's not. We're not going to go into yeah. that. That's, oh, oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, he, the, right, the whole poster enough. is like, who's going to survive? Like, you know, people are going to die. So. Anyways, uh, I mean, he did his dark. <laughs> so, so basically, so. don't 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 be the shitty guy from the first shitty movie. Then, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. They did they did they bring back a dead guy who didn't get a didn't get a flashy promo card? Slipknot. Slipknot. The man who <laughs> climb anything. Yeah, that, that guy Slipknot. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, look, look, here's a guy. We're gonna kill him. Oh, What's your power? Cool. Well, you see this. I yeah, I do that thing that John Cena does in Fast Nine. That's my power. I swing ropes around cities. <laughs> you you appear plot conveniently for a sequel. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So you've got Mary, uh, the Huntress Elizabeth Winstead, as briefly as Lucy McLean. Apparently, now, she, the director's cut, which is super fucking weird, but whatever. And she's reprising the role, correct? She's played this in the third one. Yeah, no, no, she was in, in the, the Shia LaBeouf four. one. Yeah, she yeah. was fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the theatrical. How do they get rid of her in the director's cut? Did anyone watch the director's cut? The director's cut, oddly enough, is only an hour, and it's just the action scenes. <laughs> oh, shit, I should have watched that one. We all should have watched that one and saved 30 minutes of our lives. Yeah. So you've got Cole Paparazzi Hauser, who makes an even briefer appearance as Collins, no first name. You know he's dead if he has no first name. Holy um, shit! Could he look any more like a Cole Hauser character in like the three scenes he's in with his giant weird like jaw face thing he does? Holy hey, hell! I'm pro Cole Hauser forever and always. Uh, you've got Sebastian Koch as Kamara, as well as Yulia. Way to blow your one surprise singer as Irina, and Rajivohe Bukvik as Alik. I guess he's basically really the big bad because he gets all the best bad guy scenes. Uh, anyways, mm. the movie's a nameless mess because that dude works for this guy Chigarin who just walks around hallways or goes to Russian bathhouses and talks on cell phones. So <laughs> he walks between the raindrops. Yeah. Uh, Good Day to Die Hard opened Valentine's Day 2013. It did finish number one that weekend, but it also is the lowest grossing, as I said, 
domestic diehard ever with 67.3. It costs 92. I was saved by its worldwide gross of 304, uh, although that was less than both of With a Vengeance, which came out in 1995 or six, and Live Free or Die Hard, and uh, secured by critics 15%, with 231 reviews. Its user score is 40. I'd argue that's too high. And it's got a Metacritic of 28. <laughs> which seems about right. It is a good day to hate this movie, I suppose. Can we all just agree that uh, Bruce Willis appeared to be painfully uninterested in acting in this film? It, Bruce Willis was the scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where Ben and Matt Damon are asking Gus Van Sant for direction and he's just counting his money and he says, damn it, Ben, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like uh there's a movie happening around bruce willis he says some stuff but he doesn't seem particularly engaged and i get it he's supposed to be sort of aloof that's kind of his character motivation but it doesn't really work in an action movie well i would say that this suffers from bruce willis doesn't understand how to interact with children that his own children and kai jortney Mm. doesn't understand how to interact with a parent and then uh, they make them talk to each other and they're, they have the worst dialogue back and forth, but they're trying to like make dad and kid jokes. And you're just like, oh, none of these hit. None of them land. I read that differently. I read that as Bruce Willis didn't give a shit and Kai Jordan can't act. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, together, yeah, no, that tracks actually. Uh, there's a little and bit the, of that. Yeah. You're supposed to care about this because we do know that he has a son. And we'll get into this in the plot, but to me, that was what was strange. Is like, yes, his kids are canonical to the franchise, but like just having his kids show up randomly and then they got dad issues. Like, I know his, th- his thing with the wife is more documented. The kid, the kid thing to me, just it just yeah, I, it, it was hard work. to make it feel like it was it mattered, you know. And I these two I, guys didn't work together; their chemistry yeah. was non-existent. Anyway, I, I thought I read somewhere that this came to fruition because Bruce Willis wanted to do a father-son diehard. Because they had the sun angle, and that's literally the only selling hmm. point. I don't know where I read that. Probably on some stupid trivia board. Bruce Willis didn't want anything in this movie. It is very clear he didn't want anything but to be there. So I'm not sure you can say Bruce wanted this. He sleepwalks. It's painful. He wanted the paycheck. That's fair. Yeah. Well, they had several million dollars that he needed to repeat words near a camera for. Like you yep. could you could say, like, well, they did the daughter, but that relationship felt much more organic and for. And in this one, he doesn't seem to know what his son's doing. And then it turns out his son is working for a highly like covert CIA operation. But he's like, you were just getting busted for like drugs at like a like a Kmart. It's also stupid. We'll get there. You don't just stumble fuck your way into a CIA spy job. Like it's, that just doesn't happen just overnight. Um, That's what a yeah. CIA spy would say. So it, yeah, point. it should surprise no one that this is by far the worst reviewed Die Hard movie, like by a wide, wide margin. Live Free or Die Hard, which outgrossed it, was a certified fresh eighty-two percent. Uh, so this killed the Die Hard franchise. It killed it. There was rumors yeah. they were going to go again, and Disney was like, "Nope, we bought it." And the hell you are making another one because we're Moth not balls. funding Bruce Willis's next fifteen trips to Tahiti. We're sorry. 
See, now this is where Bruce Willis needs to take a page out of An- <coughs> Adam Sandler's book, excuse me, and just form his own production company. And then he can just fund his vacations with shitty diehard sequels. Uh, Come I on, Bruce. The solution's sure right there. He is doing that uh, because when we get to the trivia, you're going to be astounded at the sort of crap he is just shoveling out these days. Uh, oh, no. So here's, here's the story about Die Hard. came out on Valentine's Day. I took my wife to see this on the, the night on Valentine's Day. And, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so you're never making up for that. Huh? There's yeah. no way. I mean, that you're still married. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, thankfully she forgot she ever saw it. But now I have to relive that entire night over and over again because I saw it again now. So <laughs> great. Didn't um, you pick this movie? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is your I fault. Did, yeah, yeah you did this fault. to yourself. It's totally my fault. Um, how would you guys describe this film in one sentence? Uh, we will start with Captain Cash. Die Hard. From Russia with meh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like yeah, it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mayor McCheese. I don't really know if I can do a good Russian accent, but I'll try. Um, hold on. A good day. A good day to Davai. Davai, Davai. Davai, Davai. They say it several times in the movie, which made me super happy. Which, yeah. I thought DJ Alligator was going to show up. <laughs> in MC Vishpushkin. <laughs> uh, they were extras. Uh, Chumzilla. Die Hard 5, colon, spy shit. <laughs> when you can't do anything else do spy shit yeah why not i mean 007's never been cribbed i just love the fact that bruce willis just busts out laughing when he looks at their like little base and i'm like what's he laughing why is this so funny to him and he's like oh this is what you've been up to spy shit i'm like is that what's going on like i'm glad somebody knows what's happening because i have no fucking clue what's going on how about later in the movie where he threatens the guy and he's like you don't need to worry about me i'm just a normal guy on vacation but my son is got some spy stuff and i was like oh fuck okay i'm gonna ignore all of this <laughs> uh yeah my one line description i suppose would be like no kai jordan don't throw kamarov into the helicopter take me Throw, throw me into that helicopter. <laughs> Ride into the propeller blade together. Like the, holding the thumb holding and hands like it's Thelma and Louise. Yep. Toss me. Courtney, toss me, please. Uh, the actual description from IMDb is John McClane travels to Russia to help out his seemingly wayward son, Jack, only to discover that Jack is a CIA operative working undercover causing the father and son to team up against underworld forces. By the way, they're not underworld forces. Uh, Chagarin is technically going to be what I Vladimir Putin is. He's the leader of, he's the premier yeah. of Russia. But compared to, La- compared to F9's description, at least this one's accurate. Oh, it's totally accurate, but it definitely yeah. leaves out the part where Bruce Willis shit his pants in Act 1 and then just decided never to change and only to yell, I'm on vacation for the rest of the movie. Yeah, they, they, I like how that was this movie's yippee ki yay and they still worked in yippee ki yay in this movie. Yeah. Um, I can't also help but feel that Bruce Willis looked extremely old in this movie. Like, he looked like haggard. Like, but at he the same like he time, he was having a bad time. At the same time, he looked in good shape. I will say that. You know what? He did look pretty fit, but he definitely looked like 
not somebody I'd expect to be out there just mowing down Russian bad guys with a giant machine gun. He like, looked I'm tired. not sure he could still handle that. He looked tired, but in shape. I would that would yeah. be my description. And, and to it, well, and to his defense, he didn't like you know like you know grab a helicopter and pull it in or rip the machine gun off of a tank and shoot people with that. I mean, there was some pretty unbelievable action in it, but it was nothing that was too crazy. Oh, oh you other mean than, he used no, the there's a, there's a lot There's a lot of stuff in here that definitely... Well, well, but, but his inability to die also kind of Again, again, play. guys, this is this is where it crosses into Fast and Furious. Uh, it, does, it does. They are unkillable. It, this movie's absurd, of course, and yeah. he, he literally... It's a Chow Yun-Fat movie, uh, like a John Woo Chow Yun-Fat movie. He never yeah, gets yeah. shot. He never gets cut. No. Nothing happens to him. And the only person that gets hurt even a little bit is uh, Kai Jordan. And he gets hurt. He gets hurt in the same way that McLean got hurt in an earlier movie. And it just lets him make dad jokes like, oh, you're going to touch it. You're going to pull it out. What are you going to do? After I watched Bruce Willis fall through painter scaffolding for five stories and get up and you're like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, all right, fuck this. Oh, yeah, when they when they uh, take the trash chute, like literally 20 stories down, head first. Thank God garbage is nothing but like pillows. Yeah. Yep. I, as someone who works in construction, going through one of those trash chutes would rip your skin off every layer. Have you have you done this? Uh, no, you, but we, you, I mean, we have. I, I have talked like about it. it. I have talked about it on several job sites with several different roofing crews about if you could ride it down, and all of them are like, oh, "Fuck no, dude! You see how sharp that is? It'll take your skin right off." So as so, I'm watching this, I'm like, "See, this is where I this is where I based my logic, and I'm not I'm not as smart as the roofers." So you're gonna ruin two <laughs> movies in one podcast? Like now, I'm supposed to believe that Kevin, the little dipshit kid from Home Alone, could climb up it in Home Alone Two? Like are you just crushing dreams right now? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm out for right now. I'm I'm out Pretty to much. ruin your night, T Dubs. Oh, All right, let's I'm, go, I'm the plot. only one on this pod that likes this movie. I think it's so extreme and stupid that it's enjoyable. Yeah, no, we're, we're not with you. But here's the plot: film opens with Kamarov and Shigarin. Uh The one clearly not the actual criminal. Wink, wink. Is is awaiting trial. The other clearly a corrupt son of a bitch is dangling freedom in exchange for a super secret file that has info on all the dirty dealings he's done. Uh, enter the Jack tape. McClane. Yeah, it's the PP tape for sure. Uh, Jack McClane assassinates someone to somehow get arraigned with Kamarov. This would not happen. This is absurd because that would work, right? Of course, you just committed a crime. Why would you face Raymond with this highly dangerous criminal? Of course, let's do that. There's there's several things there's several things at least on the intelligence front of this movie that are terrifying. One, young McLean, who actually, yeah, Jack McLean, kills Anton, who we're I guess we're supposed to know he's of some importance, but they don't ever explain it. And then turns around and says, "Oh, I'll testify against him. Just tell me he he told me to kill Anton." I'm like. There's no, you guys don't check this out at all. And then coming up when he flies, when fucking McLean flies into the country, they don't check his passport to see that he may or may not have some sort of relationship. Because when you look at his file, and when you look at his Russian file, his last name is the the chick's name from Die Hard 1. Genera? Yeah. What do I know? I'm just a bear. 
<laughs> the, the name of the beer and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Janeros. <laughs> All right, keep oh going. Anyway, so John McClane hears of his son's misfortunes and heads to Moscow to, well, I guess, free his asshole son from prison and smuggle him back to the U.S.? Is that his plan? I don't know what his plan is. You know, honestly, this is my first red flag because typically what would happen <laughs> in a situation like this is that the parents would call the embassy, the embassy would get involved, the State Department gets involved, and they would be like, oh, shit, this is a CIA thing. Like, no, no, Mr. McClain, this is fine. The State Department's taking care of this. You don't just, like, hop on a plane and show up like, I'm here to root and toot and investigate this myself. Also, does anyone know how hard it is to actually go to Russia? Like, do any of you actually know, the three of you? To even visit Russia, you have to either go with a full-time guide or you have to go through a serious vetting process for, like, a limited visa. Like, a, I think it's 10 days. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, the, depending the taxi on the driver's his guide. Yeah. But depending <laughs> on the government at the time, that, that taxi driver was the worst excuse for an Argyle ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to catch lightning in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, depending on the State Department and like the U.S. government, it can be tough to get a visa for Russia. No, as as a normal yeah, citizen, you can't get a visa for Russia. Like, yeah, it, it, it can be difficult. What I mean, about it was if tough under Obama? It was better. It was better under Trump. <laughs> a, a yeah, they're definitely not letting internationally yeah. famous super cop John McClane over. Fucking a retired out. super cop who they have his kid in custody with just his wife's last name there's no goddamn way like, like in the second movie doesn't he talk about being like on time magazine or some shit like he's an international celebrity well canonically at this it's, point it's perfectly conceivable that russia felt that john McClane would be a useful idiot well he does well, like, he does he does, the, he, he does try to do like the ho-hum dad oh i'm just going on an adventure <laughs> bullshit to yeah, get over yeah. there yeah that's fair that's fair uh, yeah no it might have been a little bit of a honeypot there okay i get it and of course he's able to you know just through the new york police department find out exactly where his son is being arraigned what day and everything else so shit goes haywire who, who could guess it's a diehard movie chagarin's men ambush the courthouse which leads to one of generously two good set pieces although this one has enough jump cuts to make taken three blush so ambush by suicide bombing some people who aren't that, that that wasn't the plan they went with the suitcases with the bombs in them and chagarin just detonates it with his people still there i i don't feel like that's a great way to engender loyalty among your your henchmen well i don't you know, think it, i'll tell you zach snyder's lex luthor thinks that's a great plan that's a fair I, point i might have the names wrong but chagarin's Shigarin's not the lead bad guy, right? No, he's he's not the uh, lead don't, mercenary. Don't spoil the big twist. Because yeah, he's not. But no, but he's not the lead mercenary no, who's on the I mean, radio like blow it. Don't care I mean, about the dryers. The guy who's like, I should have been a dancer. Yeah, he's that the, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's the one who sacrifices his own dudes to try it, to yeah. get Komarov yeah. out. Yeah, it, it's the old. Uh, but won't that hit our man? Eh, it'll hit theirs too. Moment. I get it. Yeah. So. This is the big chase scene that Chumsell alluded to. It's nuts. Uh, it, they're just crashing cars up and down this this Russian highway. J- John McClane does an emergency brake, like twist, tumble thing to avoid a rocket launcher and then uh, flips over like 58 times and has no scratches that steals an SUV. And it's, yeah. it's insane. Now, is it good? Yes. Are there way too many jump cuts? 
double yes. It was a complicated shot. There's a lot going on there. So obviously they couldn't do it in one big long take without spending a ton of money. No, yeah. But after seeing this though, I'm like, why did Black Widow even bother? Honestly, don't get me started on the all green screen stuff because everything in that movie, for the most part, is green screen. It drives me nuts. But it's basically the same shtick. You've got armored vehicle running through a crowded European street with a bunch of like uh, Lottas and uh, Sobs getting smashed up and like little tin can European cars. Like, I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm like, okay, this is a good car crashing. Why the hell did they bother doing this in Black Widow? It's so like generic. Generic, for sure. Here's my first sales pitch for this movie. If you take out the dumb initial interaction where Bruce Willis is yelling at Kai Jortney. Oh, you mean the entire movie? Because they no, just they, just the first. Shut up! 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 Shut up, shut up. <laughs> just that. Just the first part where he's trying to drive away and he's like slapping on the hood of the car and all that nonsense. If you take that out and like you're eating popcorn and drinking beer with your friends, this scene fucking nails it. Like it's yeah. so dumb. It's a ton of action. Yeah, it has a dump a ton of jump cuts, but whatever. Like this is right in that fast range where. You're just looking for a bunch of smash ups and like shit that would never happen or never even be fathomable in the real world. I liked it. I liked this scene. Yeah. Well, no, it, was, it, all, it was solid action. It all culminates with this incredible shot of this armored vehicle just smoking <laughs> through a giant concrete, whatever the hell it is. And they do it yeah, three yeah. angles, which as much as I made fun of in the beginning of the pod, it's pretty sweet. Like, That's pretty three angles cool. of it. Yeah, a giant section of concrete, like drainage, yes, uh, yeah. uh, tile, and, and just I, and, like I've never seen that before. Like I was like, okay, that was cool. Like because you've seen that stuff on the highway, you've seen these big oversized loads, and then they crash an armored vehicle through it. Like, okay, that was cool. Loads. That if was like that, <laughs> if that was in Final Destination instead of the log, we yeah. all have a complex about those things. Oh, sure. yeah. So. Back to the meat of the plot, Jack McClane, who's really unlikable throughout the entire film, needs Kamarov to lead him to the file so they can ensure that Chagarin doesn't come to power. There's really no subtlety in this movie. There's no great character moments. We then ping pong between crummy action scenes, shoot out at the safe house where Cole Hauser gets shot in the face. He's gone. Shoot out at the empty ballroom. And this is where the big aforementioned twist happens. Kamarov's daughter works for Chigarin. Again, wink, wink, wink. Is this the big twist? Is it? Well, and i just like to point out that the daughter appears to be acting in a telenueva. It's just like... Telenueva. I would, agree. I would, I would definitely Novella. agree. Yeah, yeah, Nueva. Telenovela. Telenovela. It's like, uh, this, and like, I like the fact, like, I appreciate what they try to do there, that you got the old, gruff John McClane there smelling something's not quite right, and, and you know, the young, young guy, like, no, everything's fine. But it's like so blatant. It's like, oh, God, you're beating us over the head with it. There's like no subtlety to it, as you pointed out. Yeah. Uh, but the, the stupidest part about this is the opening scene of the movie, or not the opening, but like the third scene, she rides up to Chigarin's penthouse in all leather on a motorcycle. So you know she works for Chigarin. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the band. Totally, like, oh, so yeah. even if you're going to do the double turn, but just spoiler, folks, she actually works for her dad, who's a piece of shit. Uh, it doesn't work because you've already ruined the first turn. It's too, it's it's too smart for its own good. It's trying to be like way too clever, and it's like it just it's so, it's it thinks it's smart, but it's very very dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
You guys are so, using far too much of your brains when watching this movie. You just got to so, blase over it. And yeah. it just, you literally have to approach it like a, like beefed up. Um, oh, God damn. Like Oklahoma linebacker football player. Like, where's the next smash him up? That's what I you want to go I can't. for. This is Die Hard. Die yeah, Hard. Well, that's where it suffers. It suffers from having the Die Hard name. I think if they had cut like like one layer of the plot completely out, it probably works better because it's more straightforward. No, if they just wouldn't have named the, the Hard, action of the movie. If they wouldn't have had it be named a Die Hard movie, yeah, would have been a much the, better. But can't. I mean, it, Bruce, and honestly, Bruce Willis is worse than Indiana Jones in this movie. I don't think you need Bruce Willis in this movie at all. If you You're drop missing, in yeah. Matt Damon and make this a Bourne movie, you'd all love it. No, this movie. No, no, but come on. I don't would, like I those mean, movies anyway. Would it be Born's son? Yeah. Well, I mean, his brother. Let's get rid of the son angle. B- ben Affleck. Oh, there you uh, go. Listen, if this was Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck, I probably would have liked it better in fair. Yeah. You know, um, thank you. I was really confused. I just want to say this now. When the daughter, not John McClane's, but the Russian guy's daughter, shows up on the motorcycle in the leather getup, I'm like, oh, sweet, it's the Huntress. Because I was told the Huntress was in this movie. And then I got really confused. Yes, that'd be crossing universes. That uh, yeah, no. Well, I, but, but no, I just assumed like that was the role that uh, uh, Kate Winslet Adams Jones, whatever, was playing. The big, the biggest point that nobody's touching on here is that the whole reason Die Hard is so great is because McLean is very, he's he's in a position of weakness throughout Die Hard. Like he is surviving on sheer instinct and guile. And in this movie, he's he's Robo McLean. He's indestructible. Yeah. Like in Die Hard 4, it's a, a little bit like that as well. Like they get progressively worse, but even Die Hard 1, 2, and 3, he's always the guy. He's trying to figure this out. He's working with people who don't want to work with him, who don't want to believe him, don't want to help him. And he's in a position of vulnerability at all times. And that is non-existent here. He's in multiple giant car crashes. Like now we have a helicopter fight where they go down the trash chute. They fall like 20 stories. He's unharmed. <laughs> like yeah. so even though like they're not basically the front runners to win this confrontation, at no point do you think that his life is threatened. No, I mean, right. One, one, he's phoning it in. Two, you know, at any point in time, nothing actually bad is going to happen. There's, he will not die. There is no depth to this plot. It is a full surface popcorn. Yeah, uh, and I think you raise a very good point there, Thunderous Wizard, because in the uh, the earlier installments of the Die Hard series, one of the hallmarks is the fact that John McClane is human. He does get beat up. He does get hurt. By the time he makes it to the final conflict with the bad guy. You know, he's haggard and a little worse for the wear. But in this movie, yeah, he's basically like immortal. So I'm I'm of two minds on this. It's sort of interesting that they acknowledge the fact that this is the fifth time this human has been at an, an international level incident that should have absolutely killed him multiple times. So at a certain point, he kind of is a super cop, but it it breaks the character and we kind of glossed over this, but McLean definitely murders just civilians driving over stuff. He stops being fun and kind of like what happens if your dad was in the middle of a shootout and it's a lot more like, Hey, he's a sociopath a little bit. What if it wasn't Bruce Willis and unbreakable, but actually John McLean. There you go. 
He mm-hmm. just had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It's all tied together. That. Mm-hmm. So then we're off to Chernobyl. Anyway. It's a place where only the bad guys have to wear hazmat suits. <laughs> the McLeans are tough as leather. And I, I like how I like how because we're in Russia, we always always have to go to Chernobyl. Uh, and I'm going to have to go to my science advisor, Captain Cash, because the bad guys end up cleaning all the radiation out of this <laughs> Chernobyl pulp with what I can only imagine is a giant dehumidifier. Okay, uh, so couple it looks like a huge couple things. Couple things. <laughs> Chernobyl's in Ukraine, not yep. Russia. <laughs> yep. Second thing, they steal a billion dollars worth of uranium. But if you somehow had a magic make the nuclear fallout go away button, a billion dollars would be the least of your concerns. You could sell that technology for hundreds of billions of dollars. Maybe. <laughs> but you'd be helping people, and that's not very evil. So that's that true. If my goal was to be evil, you're, you're telling us as a science expert, they can't just pump in um, the spirit of Halloween gas and get rid of the radiation in the room because that's essentially what they did. They can, <laughs> but they also have to play the This is Halloween theme song from the dun, Nightmare dun, Before dun, Christmas. Dun, 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 and you have to dun. know Disney's not parting with that for less than two billion. So that's why you're stuck. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's okay. So this, that. Uh, Captain Hitch had a very good point. You, why do you need the uranium if you had this giant, amazing device uh, that seems like Kevin Costner would have invented it? I have uh, a machine <laughs> that will end world hunger, but I am going to steal this $10,000 hamburger. Yeah. Uh, so here's the big surprise. What? Irina and Daddy love each other. They want to get down with the sickness and take all that uranium. Now, almost to a point that's a little creepy. There's one or two scenes where they're looking at each other, and I'm like, oh, please don't. Please, I, not again. Not <laughs> another creepy uh, movie. As the Macho Man once said to Hulk Hogan, you've got those jealous eyes. She's looking at him with some real lust. Yeah, and it makes Ooh. that earlier scene where she, like, you know, fakes the twist and, like, takes him hostage a little weird because it's like, okay, that was a little more erotic now in hindsight. Yeah. Now, this is the stupidest thing. But by the way, of course, this isn't going to work because there's two McLeans here and they're both indestructible. But there, there's a lot of stupidest things in this. Movie. <laughs> uh, like this was this was Komarov's entire plan. Even though uh, Alik uh, Chagarin's main man, like literally, is trying to murder him for the entire movie, he's waiting to get to Chernobyl to reveal the fact that Chagarin's entire payroll is actually working for him. I was furious. I had forgotten how stupid this movie was. And then that happened. And I'm like, oh, so all these things, all these times he could have died. It turns out everybody, but this one guy who's like the most dangerous guy worked for him. It's confusingly stupid. And also this movie should have ended at the scene uh, in the ballroom where they're retrieving the file before we even got to this point, because at that point they'd already tr- they'd already been trying to kill the McLeans. There is no reason not to kill them instantly. Instead, yes. he does the, the cliche bad guy thing where I'm going to be Ugh. weird and mug for the camera. I'm like, um, you've been trying to kill these assholes. I I would just put two bullets in each of their heads and walk away. Not to because- mention, Chigarin has the entire Russian force behind him. And seemingly this, this abandoned section of Chernobyl, like 
all they have to do is check one vault. Just send a hundred yeah. guys up there and look at it through everything. You can't yeah. do that. No, and, 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 no, and I get they the didn't twist. Need the key. I, no, and I get the twist, but at that point, the the head bad guy is still sitting there with the machine gun with the two dudes in front of him that he presumably wants to kill. He should have just killed them there and ended the movie. You guys are putting way yeah. too much logic on oh this Oh my movie. gosh. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, but yeah, but the movie still had to happen. So we get to Chernobyl, blah, yeah, blah, so blah. Big then, twist comes out, yeah. the daddy-daughter dance. Again, this movie, <laughs> daddy issues. The whole thing's daddy issues. Yeah. So oh then, my gosh. Uh, the shit, Komarov, hits the fan, a.k.a. the helicopter blade, and his dumb shit That was awesome. In a fit of cool. rage, attempts to kill the McLeans, not by like using the guns on the helicopter, but by driving the helicopter head first into the building. <laughs> Yeah, and the and the CGI is not great on that helicopter. It oh, looks yeah, a that's the little video gamey. That's uh, the problem. <laughs> jokes on her because the world's deepest pool is just below them. Ha! The it's not. Ends. It's not filled with radiation. It's filled with, with rainwater. Yeah, with the McLeans <laughs> diving into the pool. By the way, no mention of where the smuggled uranium goes. The movie just ends. The, the uranium <laughs> left mercifully so. There's no I, mention of it. I do appreciate in the the idea that the helicopter is a little video gamey that we get two helicopter boss fights. So that that mm-hmm. I like. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. It's very uh, what was that Sega Saturn game with the like? Uh, this is like the cop game, and you always had to fight helicopters. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, not no. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, geez, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Virtual cop. I think yeah, virtual cop. That sounds virtual, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um not chrono trigger. That's different. Um uh, that's yeah, a lot so, yeah. That's a lot different. It's like yeah. Joseph um, and uh, Joseph Ray Fines. Wait, they're they're brothers. Um, so I want to point out now that like 90% of the dialogue between Jai Courtney and Bruce Willis are like, shut up, John. What's with this John stuff? Why isn't it dad? Shut up, John. Like, it's, it's like, bad. it's just like, it's just like, okay, and why can they talk about it? Well, you were never around. And he has like that one moment with the, the Russian guy where he's like, yeah, I used to work a lot. I thought that was good. And I missed stuff with my kids, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's the emotional development they give the characters. And it just goes back to them yelling at each other. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. So, in any event, the moral of Die Hard 5, I guess, is that. Jack McLean was in Russia to ensure that this guy Chigarin doesn't come to power. Uh, So as dumb as an action movie is, it is. It understands that the CIA really likes ensuring Mm. that the people they want in power come to power. So, You know what? Historical accuracy, a plus for this film. That is a very CIA uh, thing to do. As it turns out, I, you take away one point of historical accuracy for what caused Chernobyl, though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that balances out. And, uh, so, so I don't know if we're gonna do it, but how to correct this movie? If you just redid it, but Bruce Willis is only allowed to make the most egregious and like awful dad jokes, but have the same accent sequences, do you like it more? Where his son's like, "Oh, dad, I'm hurt," and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, hurt, but I'm John McClane." So I, I'm sorry. So I think you're saying here, McCheese, is if we turn this into stop or my mom will die hard. You'd like it better. Ooh. Holy shit. Can we work Estelle Getty better. into this? Oh my gosh. I'm at half mast. Getty and Chernobyl? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. 
A radiated Getty. Whoa. Talk, talk about a meltdown. The world, I don't think we're ready for this. The world it cannot handle an irradiated Getty. I'm not gonna uh, lie. Every week, this pod just churns out million dollars ideas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> for free, you're welcome, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Back, Come on, back to that. Uh, back to that CIA thought. Like, yes, they're trying to dictate who's in charge of Russia, but it turns out that both leaders are morally bankrupt. And in fact, the guy that we favored was worse this time. So it's yeah, which finally, also <laughs> that's also historically accurate. Yeah. That's typically how we work things out. <laughs> so it's, so it's Kurt Vonnegut once wrote, so it goes. So it goes. Yeah. So yeah overall, good times. A good day to die hard. Uh, McCheese, you're the only one who liked it. So how many beers do you think are required to watch this? If it's less than five, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to answer that or not? Oh yeah, come on. I, I mean, again. Uh, it, the movie's hella short. It's only 90 minutes, if that. The, most of it is nonstop action, and you don't have to pay any sort of attention. It's not like it ties into the, like the diehard lore. It suffers from having the name, but like you don't need to know the characters. They could be called A, B, and C. I give it three enjoyment beers because it's so short and the action's good, and it it literally dovetails perfectly to fast nine which we just watched with just dumb action and people who can't die and i mean i don't hate it as much as you guys do but i mean maybe it's because i love dumb action movies i love dumb action movies but i don't love them when they include the title die hard well and again like i said this thing the the biggest thing this suffers from is having the title die hard but that's a problem because die hard is legitimately or arguably the greatest action movie ever made and yeah, this I mean, is they, such a serious, is, serious affront to that. Yeah. This is like Vegas. I, I, this this is point. what happens when you push your luck. All right. Eventually yeah, you yeah. lose, but I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it at all. Uh, Chubzilla, how many beers? Oh, this gets five pain beers for me. Um, it, it, being only 90 minutes long saves it from the full six. But, you know, McCheese is not wrong. The action is serviceable. Some of it is actually shot quite well. White and yeah. and uh, and Bruce Willis has his moments. Uh, uh, Kai has none, um, which kind of really hurts the film. The fact that you have <laughs> one lead that's slightly charismatic but disinterested, and then another that's just a plank of wood. It's not great. He it's not great. Yeah. And to his defense, I don't think they give him much to do. His lines all kind of suck. Uh, he yeah. does. Ha- yeah. He showed more charisma as Captain Boomerang. Um, but then again, he wasn't great as Kyle Reese, so I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I, I hate him less than yeah. Oscar Isaacs. Uh, Oscar Isaac, excuse me, but I still hate him. Um, I mean, his yeah, general he, direction he, is: you're a CIA undercover agent who hates his dad. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, just be a hard ass. I get it. I get it. That was basically, and, and again, that could have been the director. That could have been the script. But yeah, it, the that's what really good. hurts. Yeah, is because the the leads are not charismatic. There's no chemistry, so it's tough to carry a movie like that. So five painters. Uh, Final answer. Captain Cash. Yeah, five pain beers. Uh, it's not, it's not so terrible that it pushes to six in its quick ninety-minute runtime, right? So it's over quickly. But I cannot watch Bruce Willis sleepwalk his way through any more movies. I just can't. It's this dude sad. has not given a fuck since well, Unbreakable. And, and I'm sorry, but in this movie too, when it ends, I'm like, wait a minute. So wait, what happened? Like, what? Whatever the consequences again. Like, 
where does this leave things? What's going on? Like, I'm I'm not sure the what just happened. It's still in the wind. <laughs> well, no, it, it fell out of that dumbass plane and it's just sitting on the ground at Chernobyl. And I guess they're gonna they get that answer about it. We get that answer in the greatest 1997 film starring Christian Slater and John Travolta, Broken Arrow. Broken Arrow. I'm pretty sure that uranium is what's in the truck at, at the beginning of uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah, I could tell you that tracks. Yeah. So, and then, and that's just an irradiated soldier that emerged. Yeah, here's, emerges from it. Yeah. Here's my answer. <laughs> at, at every moment of this movie, you need to crack a beer. There's some great action scenes. I just wish it was a smarter, just uh, like he's not John McClane anymore. He doesn't care. And Jai Courtney's super annoying. It sucks. Yeah. It's five you know, years easy. Thunderous Wizard, what really struck me is that he's not really John McClane, but he's not even a parody of himself. Like, I thought that might have been like a meta angle they were trying to take, but they no. don't. He's just Again, if, 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 if he was just nonstop making over the top dad jokes, I'd probably bump it up to four. Uh, it there. I mean, <laughs> it, might, it, it would have been an John interesting McClane. angle. You know, well, like, yeah, but it would have been an angle. Like if they would have worked an angle, I would. Like, oh, they're doing a bit. No, no. Okay. I mean, th- it would have been a bit comedy, and everyone would have been like, "Wow, this is even worse than if they would have just kept it serious." <laughs> well, let's let's face this. Like Die Hard Four, which is better than this, really isn't Die Hard either. It's PG thirteen. It's it's him sort of phoning it in throughout the movie. Like this series died. The amount the of last... times he says, "I'm on vacation," is yeah, no, like, because literally he was for a while. Like he didn't remember where he was. He wasn't filming a movie. He was just on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> this is rated R, correct? Yes, this one's rated R. This why? Yeah, there's the helicopter because because they caught shit for the last one not being rated R. Uh, but this series just, died. It, it wasn't that gory. I'm just saying it, it wasn't like I'm trying well, to. Like, there, the F word a lot. There's some swearing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. This series died with the last remaining Gruber brother. That's just a fact. So we're going to take our first break. We're going to hear from our tag team partners over the Double Turn podcast. And when we return, we've got a series of questions about die a good day to die hard. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross. And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk. Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history. We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to the 119th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, presented by Bam Entertainment. We are talking a good day to die hard, or as we like to call it, a good day to take a nap halfway through a shitty movie. Uh, we have some lingering questions about this film. Uh, the first being, is this the worst sequel to a top-tier 80s action movie? Now, this is a pretty crowded field, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts and I can provide some examples if necessary. We'll start with. I want some examples. Well, uh, for example, anything that came after Predator. <laughs> or okay, uh, so I'm going to be honest here. I'm a Predator Two apologist, 
It's not bad. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I did like Predator too a lot. Yeah, but fine. It, but it's then it's they not like, as it's not as cool as the first one. Sequels. So like you're looking at one sequel, which was yeah. okay. Uh, but then they made Predators and they made The Predator and they made The Alien versus Predators, which are... Yeah, yeah. and I will say this. Um, <clears throat> the Alien versus Predator movies seem like a bad idea to me. And <laughs> it's a great concept, but I'm like, oh, they're, they're, they're going to fuck this up. And they kind of did, but they're, they're all right. Like, I, I, I don't see them anywhere near the same tier as Predator or Alien or Alien uh, 2 or Aliens, excuse me. But Predators, some people like it. I'm not a big fan. And The Predator, that movie was terrible. Shane Black has clearly lost his mojo. Between that and Iron Man 3, I'm like, okay, this guy has lost touch. With okay, what so now works. you're just focusing on one thing. Yeah, so anyway, so sorry. But hey, I'll, quickly, you want my answer? Like, I love the first Terminator movie. And then, like, I don't know if just ego or what, but James Cameron, what the fuck did he do with that second movie? That was just hot oh, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, no. So my my real answer is Terminator. This is about to be a Rise big fight on this podcast. No, no, no. Terminator Three was such a disappointment. I saw that in theaters, and I was like, oh, well, that wasn't very good. That to me, that really kind of killed the franchise, and it still hasn't recovered. Uh, and right. here's the question though like we're talking we're talking sequels this is whatever the five version of that oh, no but it's a sequel yeah, yeah it's a sequel but everything before it was decent or serviceable no but this like, is this is part of a series and it's very bad i mean the real question you should have put in is like Find oh, me which which find, five find, movie with five like no find me find me find me a 1980s movie and tell me when it jumped the shark because this is definitely when it jumped the fucking shark. Of course, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say I four. Think... Four probably did it too with the yeah. with the cop car and the helicopter. The one with and, Josh Durhamel. It's Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's 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 uh no not dirty. It's it's no it's uh it's Fergie's husband. That's just do him out for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, Rick Rick Flag from Suicide Squad. Yeah, uh, that no, guy. No, that's Joe Kim. So, no, but no, I I'll go back to my point though. When you when you talk about these movies with five sequels, you've got the Terminator movies with five sequels. I am most disappointed because I had a bigger emotional investment in the Terminator franchise with the third Terminator movie than I am with any uh, of these. Frankly, later. I'm insulted that you put Terminator 3 above Terminator Genesis. I'm about to say, T-Dubs is going to jump through the screen and kill you. Well, Genesis, which one is it? Is that the one with Kai Jortney? It's the one where they invent Facebook to destroy humanity. That's the hook of the movie. Well, that's just real life. Yeah. So that's 2021. And Kai Jortney is in it. Yeah, um, but no, I, I I appreciate what that movie tried to do, and the Christian that's the Christian Bale one, right? Oh, no, that's a no. That that's one's salvation. not really a sequel. That's like a a totally reimagined. Yeah, I, it's I'm like sorry. The Wiz. Re- yeah, this is a reimagined. Yeah, I I appreciate what they tried to do with the Future War stuff in Salvation. I, I'll give that some credit. It was ambitious. So, but because you had Arnold still like relatively in his prime and definitely more invested than Bruce Willis was in this movie, three just missed the mark for me. Okay. And that, that emotionally that hurt me more. That hurt okay. me. Yeah, you you spent your time. I Thank I, I want for to... that exceptionally long winded and useless response, Captain Cash. It's tough because. 
Alien versus Predator and anything after Alien 2 also sucks. Yeah. It's quite no, a I mean, there's a huge drop off after Aliens. It really is. Honestly, I can say I, I had way more fun with this. Field is so I crowded. Did. How do you. Yeah. Like uh, Alien versus Predator Requiem <laughs> is real bad. This at least is sort of fun. There's enough moments that it's like, okay, yeah, I like that. But there's nothing redeeming about the second Alien versus Predator at all. Yeah. But I mean, but were you that disappointed by it? I mean, were your expectations a, high? Here's another one. Robocop 3. Oh. What, what about the multiple kickboxers we had? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's more difficult with straight to DVD stuff. Yeah. But those are very disappointing. Also starring the guy from Step by Step who turned out to be a All right. I, user. I, ha- I have my answer. I have it. The answer is there can be only one. Oh, it's Highlander. Any, oh, yeah. any mm. sequel past Highlander, the original Highlander sucks. Yeah. Very true. You know, the TV show is better than the sequels. The TV show is better. I mean, you could, you could, you could say like Dress Park's not 80s, but geez, some of the sequels that are just terrific. All of the sequels are not as good as yeah. Yeah. yeah, talk about beating a dead horse. Yeah, you know, Robocop 3 is like, unwatchable. Yeah, it, even at the time, that felt like a slap in the face. Robocop 2 was like Verhoeven light. Like it almost carried through the, the social satire from the first movie, but it didn't quite nail it. And then the third one's just hot garbage. All right, so McCheese. I mean, like, here'd be I another mean, one. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oof. Beverly Hills Ninja? I wish. Um, My name is Haru from the Takadora Dojo. I mean, I guess movies that I like that you guys hate that probably fall into this category, we could easily pick Prometheus. I like Prometheus. Oh, Everyone fuck. fucking hates it. <laughs> well, I like it a lot better than uh, Alien Covenant. Like, T.W., you, you would have to give me examples because I don't have the brain power. Uh, certainly, like. certainly Terminator, certainly Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, you could say Lethal Weapon 4, but obviously I think that's better than this, and we did that on this Yes, pod. it was. Uh, Mainly because of Jet Li. Stuff, the Predator stuff. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, there's a point where a franchise dies. Every franchise yeah. has to die at some sort of point. True. Superman yeah. 4. Some, some, some of them are earlier than others. Some of them last longer. I mean, it just depends on how creative you are and how much money you make. So, I mean, eventually something spoils, and this just spoiled at I this mean, point. You could literally say with some of the police story movies that Jackie Chan kept going. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's tough to keep those franchises going. Um, but yeah, you know, I might change my answer here if it makes you feel better, Thunderous Wizard. It Superman was. 4 was a huge letdown because I, I enjoyed Superman 3 as a kid. I don't know if I could go back and watch it today and you still enjoy it as that. much as I did. But yeah. Superman 1 was good. Superman 2, classic. Like yeah. Superman 2, like I, I have fond memories of watching that. Zod and the other Kryptonians, that was an awesome movie. It was spectacle must-see television when that aired back in the day. Superman uh, 3D was great. And then and then Superman 4 was just kind of like, oh, it's the one with Solar Man. Uh, with Gene Hackman's voice. No. Yeah, with Gene Hackman's voice. It was, it was just like, and this doesn't work. You chose the wrong Terminator. It's clearly Terminator Genesis, which is 
oh my god amalgamation of like all these cool things that happen in the other movies redone really poorly they oh, tried so hard what if arnold shows up to fight the arnold that shows up to kill bill paxton what if we have kyle reese get hunted by a t-1000 in the mall and saved by it, it's just crap it's yeah. crap and emile and, hirsch cannot act she was terrible yeah. in this amelia clark yeah. Um, yeah so that to me is the worst like and it ends in such like a hey we're gonna have a sequel way because arnold gets killed but then he emerges as a liquid metal terminator and they're like oh look at your new cool stuff and it's like no terrible yeah that's the worst one for me so uh next question do we need to redeem die hard or can we just call it good on john mcclain i'll start i'm good now call it call yeah. it yep. we don't, um, no. this is a, this is a quick answer for everyone i think yeah. it's done yeah. nope I'm, it's done stick a fork in it i'm very good but if bruce willis was interested and wanted to be serious and was really passionate he well, would join the Fast and the Furious franchise. You're right, yeah. Making a great as GI Joe, sure, but he's um, not. So let me ask this question: There's only one angle that I can see that would make a sequel make sense for this movie or a, an extension of the franchise. Where is he at with his wife right now? If he could do something to get back with his wife, and you make it a fast movie, as McCheese would say, and make it about family, if he could get back with his wife and find peace. I think there's a lot of people with nostalgia that would come back to see John McClane. Well, I, right I did read it. I did read in some random trivia. He wanted to work her back into the story, but that was the end of the trivia. It was like, oh, Bruce Willis really wanted to work Holly, whatever her actual name is. Bonnie Bedelia. In, yeah, back Holly into Gugero. the back into the uh, yeah. the whole canon, and then the the trivia just ended. I was like, shit, yeah. what what happened? Well, uh, I, I'm right there nah, with you, McCheese. You do that with some dad jokes, boom. I think what you are all missing is every Die Hard has a sidekick. Die Hards one and two have Reginald Val Johnson's Carl. Die Hard three gave us uh, uh, hey, Sam Zeus. Jackson. Zeus. Zeus, yeah. 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 Die Hard three gave us Sam Jackson Zeus. Four was the daughter. Five was the son. I don't have sidekicks. I have family. And then yeah. we get all the sidekicks together. And then Ooh. Vin Diesel shows up and kicks everybody's ass. Yeah, I and, like that. And then Blood, Bloodsport, sure. Wait. Bloodshot. And then Bloodshot shows up in the first 15 minutes and kills at least Argyle. Nice. No, don't kill Argyle. Keep him alive. Kill Justin Long. Yeah. Uh, kill there we go. Buff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kill him too. So And, and Josh Durhamel. Durhamel. Uh, <laughs> Can we get Oscar Isaac killed this too? No. <laughs> I'm going to hate watch Moon Knight so hard. Listen, Oscar, buddy, if you're listening to this, Chumzilla doesn't resent, represent the opinions of the whole pod. Oh, no. I speak only for myself, Oscar. Uh, you squirrely fuck. <laughs> Dracula, best, where's my money, you dumb bitch? Best action scene. <laughs> Is I this I think this also be unanimous. Is it the chase? Oh yeah. Yeah, it I mean it has to be, yeah. but that's that feels like damning with faint praise, doesn't well, it? No, because I think I, honestly, I think the biggest issue with that, Captain Cash, is that they come out of the gate so strong 
And then they basically fail to build the stakes from there on out. Everything else seems a little bit smaller than that well, massive open here, chase. Here's open my chase. argument. The best kill in the movie is, is Comrock going through the helicopter blade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was cool. That was That's cool. my favorite scene in the movie. That's my favorite action that. scene. I love when he puts the grenade in the thing and it just like would kill the entire building, but they're fine. I like that entire sequence at the end in Chernobyl. I think that's my favorite because Comrock gets thrown through the helicopter. Yeah, and, and, and that's when the room fills with fire too, right? Yeah, yeah, it it's either the beginning or the end. That's the they, they bookend yeah. this movie with ridiculous action and pick one or the other. Do you want him driving over cars like an asshole, or do you want someone thrown through a helicopter blade? Yeah. Well, okay, quick question, guys. Where's the higher body count? That fight in Chernobyl or the car chase? Are we assuming, my money's on the car chase? Are we assuming that the people in the cars? that were affected by the action weren't hurt or do we assume that they all died because of the crazy action that happened to them? They are not John McClane. So they are dead. But so seeing, then, yeah, it's the car chase. Seeing deaths is clearly Chernobyl. Like assumed deaths is clearly the car chase. Yes. Fair, fair. Last thing. And I think this is, this is definitely unanimous. Most disheartening moment as in, holy shit. I can't believe this is diehard. It's Bruce Willis. He looks so tired and haggard, and there's zero given given bleeps. I mean, it, he it, is it, just again, so bored. He almost seems like a weird stepfather to Kai Jortney, and their <laughs> interactions are just like, "Hey, why are you here? Why are you here? Well, I'm on vacation." I'm like, "Oh fuck! Can we just move on?" <laughs> hey, what's this John stuff? Why aren't you calling me dad? The amount of times that Kai Jordy says, God damn it, John. <laughs> John, John, just John in general. Just God damn it, John. John, John, John. <laughs> shut up, John. John, John. I don't know, John. Honestly, you tell me, John. Honestly, if instead of calling him John, Jack would have called John McClane diehard the entire time, it might have been worth it for me. Yeah. Like at yeah. some <laughs> point, McClane publishes an autobiography called Die Hard. Hey, Die Hard. Yeah, if, if he would have related up, it, Die Hard. If he would have said it to him as like an offensive joke, like, hey, Die Hard, how are we going to get out of this one? Then, yeah, I would have laughed a whole lot more during this movie. Yeah, I'm going to take a quick yeah. aside here to say that I was kind of shocked. And maybe I missed it because this movie was not that engaging. But I don't recall a scene where either one of them had like a really like intense dig at one or the other. Like he's like, well, now I know why mom left you. It never it never like comes to a head, just like a casual amount of like animosity that they kind of like throughout the movie again doesn't raise the stakes. They just kind of don't get along, but no, they do all, enough to make the movie work. It, it's super blase, and there's only one or two parts where with Kasparov where he's like, I thought a dad had to work all the time, so I worked all the time because I was a cop. And then you're like, Okay, I guess that's why your son hates you. I'm not sure, but okay. Yeah. It's Kamarov. Kasparov is the chess player. But, yeah, whatever. Uh, we are going to head into our second break. Uh, we're going to hear from our beer bros over at Hot Nation USA. And when we come back, it's the Yippee Kaye Mother Russia Trivia Challenge. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hot Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. 
Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Hello and welcome back to the 119th episode of Hops and Box on Swaps. We are on to our Yippie Kaye Mother Russia Trivia Challenge. Gentlemen, we have a standard five-question, multiple-choice format quiz to chime in, say, Yippie Kaye Mother Bleepers, obviously, or go with one of the standards. I'm going to shoot my pirate gun or farts and tarts. Are we ready? Yippie Kaye. Yes, sir. I'm on vacation. Uh, wait a minute. Now we're ready. So, number one, at 15%, this is one of Willis's most poorly reviewed movies. But following its 2013 release, he's had several attain the coveted 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. How many of yeah. his movies achieved that truly abysmal score? Is it A3? Is it B4? Is it C5? Or is it D? Six. Yippee Kaye. Captain Cash. Bruno, I want to love you. Three? Incorrect. Shit. <laughs> On vacation. Shit. Uh, Big Chief. Four. Incorrect. Ah, shit. Oh, no. Uh, I believe Four? that falls to me. I'm going to go with C5. Yes. I'm going to go okay, with five. Can, can, can we get which five they are? Uh, I do have a list, yes. Well, one, is that the right answer? No, it's not. And oh, oh no! Oh my no. God! <laughs> no. I thought I thought five was right. How many is it? At six. Jesus! When in okay. doubt, always go high with Bruno. It's the Prince, Precious Cargo, Airstrike, Acts of Violence, Ten Minutes Gone, and Hard Kill. Oh my God! I've never heard what, of any I, of yeah, these movies. No, I, yeah. What, what yeah, the fuck so is that? Did is that you make those up? Are did. these actual movies or these like bad TV shows? So <laughs> yeah, hard kill how sounds many, like the wait, porn parody of Die Hard. Wait, how, <laughs> how, how many of these have John Travolta in them? <laughs> and or um, involve race car driving or boat racing? So when I told you guys he's been doing some schlock and he doesn't need Die Hard money to go on vacation. He's been doing some schlock. He's he's getting some cheap cash. Are these all recent? Uh, well, since 2013. Oh my god! He almost said which seven. one of these is is he so, a lineman working oh on my god. the power? Do we have lines? to do one of those like mental health checks on Bruce Willis? So that would he, probably be wise. He had one just come out called Midnight Switchgrass, co-starring David <laughs> Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. That was at zero oh, yeah. percent as yeah, of the yeah. writing of these notes, but then got a positive review. Oh. So. Uh, I mean, you have to assume at some point watching Aston Kutcher bang your ex-wife probably breaks your brain, right? Did you just say Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly? Yes, yes. he did. Mm-hmm. Dating, so, by the way. Do you think he watches that or is just aware of that? No, no. <laughs> no. So we're at zeros. And uh, here's number two. Mary Elizabeth Winstead cameos as Lucy McClain. But another actor from a previous entry appears too. This time as a different character. Okay. Which actor or actress was it? Was it A. Aldous Hodge? Was it B. April Grace? Was it C. Roman Lucner? Or was it D. Cole Hauser? Yippee Kaye. No Captain idea. Cash. Something about Roman McNair feels right to me. Incorrect. 
Damn. Your remaining choices are A, Aldisage, B, April Grace, or D, Cole Hauser. Chumpy, you have any idea, or are we just crap shooting? <laughs> who the fuck's Cole Hauser? Jeez. Uh, he's the dude who he's, he's is at the safe house and gets yeah. shot in the head. Yeah. yeah. It's not him, then, is it? I, I would assume well, not. Is that I'll, I'll, I'll give you the next guess. I'm I'm gonna go uh, yippee kaye motherfucker. I'm gonna go B because I have no clue. It's not April Grace. Fuck. So who's the other one? Aldous Hodge or Cole Hauser? Oh my god, I'm gonna be so mad if it's Cole Hauser. I'll go with the other one, not Cole Hauser. It's Aldous Hodge played yeah! Foxy. Damn it. Uh, he was in Die Hard Three as Raymond, Zeus's nephew. Hey, I just want to point out how is the guy that played KG Beast in Batman versus Superman, not one of the bad guys in this movie. Because that guy is a classic Russian henchman. He's in in Captain America Civil War, I think. How is he not in this movie? I'm shocked. Because this movie is incredibly lazy. Mm. (laughs) That guy's just got such great Russian bad guy face. He should totally be in this movie. Anyway, keep going. Uh, So... We're at one nothing for McCheese. By the way, uh, whoop, whoop. a lot on the line here. You're going to win half of the uranium that Kamarov stole from Chernobyl. Oh, shit. That's, that's well, half a billion dollars. Well, yeah. I mean, hold on. Do, do I have to go dude, pick I, it up? Because I'm not, I'm not going into the Ukraine. Well, hold on, hold well, on. That's that's the deal lined Ukraine, up not the Ukraine. Ukraine, yeah. not the Ukraine. Talk, talk to me here, McCheese. I got a deal lined up with the Libyans so we can work something out, okay? Involves a DeLorean... But don't worry about it. We got this. Okay. Number three. For the first Die Hard, Bruce Willis was paid $5 million. That's a pretty good chunk of change for a guy who was on mood lighting. That's not bad. Uh, how much did he make for Live Free or Die Hard? I only use that as the measuring stick because his amount for this one was unspecified. <laughs> was it A, $12.5 million? Was it B, $15 million? Was it C twenty million or was it D twenty five million? I'm on DKA, vacation, motherfucker. Damn it, McCheese. Twenty. Incorrect. Fuck. Yippee ki motherfucker. It is twenty five. It's twenty five. Which what? Means all the dollars. He which, was like, I will take all the dollars. Yeah, which means he was probably paid like over a third of this movie's budget. Jesus fucking Christ. I assume he had at least. 15 to 20 million in base salary and the rest on points. That'd be yep. my guess. So we are one to one. Chapzilla, we are at number four. Yeah, I can smell that uranium. <laughs> yeah. Die Hard 6 has been in some form of development hell uh, for years. One idea was a prequel, but that plan was scrapped when Disney purchased 20th Century Fox. What was the rumored title of the sequel? Of oh, the prequel. The prequel sequel. I'm okay. very excited for these. Yeah. Was it A, Die Hard 24-7? Was it B, McLean? Was it C, Die Hard 6, Die Hardest? Or was it B, <laughs> Die Hard 6, Nothing Lasts Forever? Yippee I'm going to shoot! Uh, Captain Cash. McLean. It was it is, McLean. It is McLean. That's clearly the answer, yeah. I was about to say, the rest of them are way too ridiculous. Yeah. Well, to be fair... Uh-huh. This film was meant to be Die Hard 24-7, which is offensive on a number of levels. And (laughs) Nothing Lasts Forever is the actual book that was adapted into Die Hard. Also would have worked, but yeah, McLean seems like the Hollywood answer. Speaking of titles, 
and you'll get two points if anybody can guess this. What was the Danish title for Die Hard with a Vengeance? Oh, I'm my Dutch us, sucks. You're not going to give um, us choices? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just, just quick size. I've, I've been to Copenhagen. Um, oh, my God. It's a lovely city. It, can it please be Deutschland? Well, that's, that's, in, that's in Denmark. <laughs> it's, that, it's that Deutschland, wait, for sure. Wait, wait, is, this the ne- is that the Netherlands? Is that what you want? This is the Dutch, not, not Denmark. The, the Danish the Dutch. title. The Danish, the Danish, the, the Danish title. It's not- I've also, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Copenhagen. I apologize. I've also been to Amsterdam, also a lovely city. See, I I did research one time where we talked about the differences between an American title versus what it gets mm-hmm. titled overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like Die Hard came up and it was something ridiculous like <laughs> Death Tower or. <sighs> It's yeah, so no, I mean, this has come up in a previous it. pods. Um, you're, you're but yeah, this was actually it, so. a question on NPR because the titles for you the have Die to Hard guess movies, at some point in time. Yeah. We don't want to no, know. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just, right. the, I'm just no, I'm just, I'm just stating that yes, the foreign titles for the Die Hard movies are pretty fucking wild. Is, the answer, is the answer, answer, I, I, answer the I question. I have no clue. I have nothing. I, we need options here. I got nothing. No, I'm not going to give you options because it was die divert i don't know no it's die hard mega hard <laughs> what die hard mega hard but, but i want to hear that in dutch yeah give us the but dutch I, I guess that it, it makes a little more sense in danish but mm. uh but die hard mega hard that's i that is right up what, Chum, that's actually right up chumzilla's alley <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying if you want to risk your life take a leisurely stroll through the bike lanes in amsterdam because the people on the bicycles, they'll let you know you're in the wrong very quickly. Okay. You guys are all tied. We're on number five. Oh, boy. Uh, because this movie sucks and the villain also leaves much to be desired. My final question is about Hans Gruber. Mm. This actor was initially approached for the role. Is it A, Anthony Hopkins? Is it B, Sam Neill? Is it C, Ben Kingsley? Or is it D, John Malkovich? Ibikaye, Captain Cash. I'd love to see Ben Kingsley try it. It is not Ben Kingsley. Damn it! That would have been is, awesome, though. I'm on vacation. I'm on vacation. McCheese. A. It is not Hopkins. Anyway, these are the two answers. Um, I have seen this trivia. Uh, Sam Neill, or what's the other one? Sam Neill. Or John Malkovich. John Malkovich. It's gotta um, be Malkovich, right? 88 Malkovich? I, I don't know. That's dicey. I, I, I believe it is Malkovich. I, 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 you know, I, I, it's a stab in the dark. I'm going to go with Cyrus the Virus. Final answer. It's Sam Neill. He was offered the role. What? Holy yep. shit. Uh, and what of about a different he, movie? He later worked with John McTiernan on The Hunt for Red October. Yep. Yeah. Really? Horizon. Great movie. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Alan. Yep. <laughs> I could not see Sam Neill being. East German? Yeah, no, I mean, no, I just couldn't see him being that character. Even if they rewrote that character to not be German, I couldn't see Sam Neill being that character. Honestly, it's very, it's such a well played role. It's difficult to imagine anybody else being Hans. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And and my favorite bit of trivia from that is that they actually like cut the rigging on Rickman a tad early to get a legit, like, shocked reaction as he fell back. That's such a great little movie fact. Oh, it's not. Anyway, yeah, sorry. You guys all tied. You're all splitting the uranium. Should you be able to get it out of Ukraine, which I doubt. You can give mine to Chumpzilla's. I don't want to go get it. I got too much shit going. I got uh, okay. hey, 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 McCheese. 
I'll cut you in. Me and the Libyans, we got a deal. Don't worry about it. I got this covered for it. Where we're going, we don't need roads. We are a billion dollars of uranium for me. We are on to recommendations. And uh, we'll start with you, Captain Cash. What do you have for us this week? I I think me and Cash are a team effort this week. We're totally a team this week. Oh, my God. We got to see an advanced screening of Suicide Squad. It was so good, you guys. It was so good. It was... uh... It was fantastic from start to finish. There may be like 10 minutes that are a little draggy, but I also had to pee really bad. But no, that movie is fucking awesome. All right. I I do have one question, though. So light spoilers here. Do we get to see King Shark's dong? You do get to see dong in this film. Is it King Shark dong? Is it typical human dong? Or is it otherwise monster dong? You'll need to see it to find out. Follow-up question. Is King Shark's dong made of blue scaly shark skin like the rest of his body? I mean, even even if I hadn't seen it, I feel like the answer is yes. Fair enough. The correct question would have been, does it have teeth? And I would have said, I don't know. I didn't get that close a look at it. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, that sounds like a unanimous recommendation from the two of you, Captain Cash. Oh, and, yeah. No, uh, this really cheese. The second gun- you're allowed to go see this thing, you need to see it. And gun I'm going to the park. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to see it again multiple times, whether it be in theaters or on direct. I mean, the fucking thing slaps. It's a great movie. Now, listen, it's going to it's going to be a home viewing for me, but I, I am looking forward to it. I Despite the fact I'm on a podcast where we talk about movies that fucking failed and how dumb they are some of the times, I don't like to shit talk films and I feel worse shit talking actors sometimes. Bruce Willis notwithstanding on this one. But I never really enjoyed Joel Kinnaman until this fucking movie and somehow Joel Kinnaman is really charismatic and fun, and I hope we get to see more with Rick Flag. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's Josh Durhamel. Oh, yeah, more God or less. Darn it. No. Timothy Olenfant. No. no it, it's Fergie's husband. No, it's the guy, <laughs> Sam Worthington, the, the guy who was in Avatar. Yeah, Jai Cordy. <laughs> Kai Jordan. Uh, okay. Jump <laughs> Before I have an aneurysm, what do you recommend? Well... <clears throat> I couldn't get the beer that you selected tonight, <laughs> Thunderous Wizard. So I am drinking Southern Pier Brewing Co.'s Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout because you know what? It is never too early for spooky season. And this is a very pumpkin-y uh, stout. Uh, it tastes like pumpkin pie. There's a little cinnamon and some spice to it, some allspice, that kind of taste. Comes in at a 8.6 ABV. And uh, yeah, hey. I love Halloween so much. My only daughter is born on Halloween and I picked the beer for tonight because it matches up with my recommendation. And I'm going to recommend our buddy Steve from the hot nation USA podcast, secondary podcast. Halloween is forever, which is great. You can find it anywhere you find your podcasts. And they've done a couple of great episodes lately. Uh, the first two cover uh, summer camp slashers and the second episode covers religious horror. And it basically, they have three hosts. They pick three movies and they pit them against each other. And then they kind of vote on who picked the best movie out of the genre. If you're a horror fan, it's great. If you're a Halloween fan, it's great. Because follow them on social media at Halloween is forever. 
they post all sorts of great, you know, horror and Halloween related stuff. So check Steve's side podcast out. And uh, yeah, that's my recommendation this week. All right. Good stuff. I think we're all excited for Suicide Squad and definitely listen to Halloween is forever. Uh, my recommendation is Nobody, which stars the great Bob Odenkirk, who recently had a pretty serious health scare on the set of Better Call Saul. Uh, so from all of us in the pod, get well soon. I hear he's doing better, which is really encouraging. We love your work. Uh, as for the movie, it's pretty damn fantastic. It's essentially if John Wick was your neighbor who mowed his lawn shirtless in white New Balance shoes. That's the movie. Suburban Dad. John Wick? It's John Wick. So... So, so, so me. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. It's, it's awesome, dude. It like for an hour and a half, uh, action movie compared to the, like the movie we did on this pod, watch nobody. It's a much better use of your hour and a half. hundred percent. Um, oh, right on. Yeah. Remember you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hops and beyond flops. You can find myself at writer K on Twitter. You can find Captain Cash at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H uh, on most social media. He's been crushing it with some crazy costumes. He and McCheese at the Suicide Squad special screening as Peacekeeper and Random Man Possessed by Starro. I do work best. Yeah. Uh, Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter and McCheese, HBOF McCheese, when he's not doing the bidding of a giant starfish alien. Um, remember to check out Wabam Entertainment at wabamentertainment.com. Uh, you can find our show there in addition to other things that I'm doing. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and connect with us on social media to share ideas for even worse Bruce Willis movies than this one. So in the end, we're not a hugging family. Well, after watching this movie, I think I need a hug. So anybody out there, please. We'll see you next week for not the second entry in Hops and Bruno Flops. We're doing a special episode of What, Captain Cash? Suicide Squad. It's so good, you guys. It's so good. <laughs>